Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And in this episode, we're going to continue our conversation about a three-night cruise we had a chance to take on the beautiful Disney Dream. This is actually part three of a three-part series where we're talking about our fantastic cruise. I'm joined at the table by our panel of experts, agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Agent for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kristen Turner. Hello, everyone. Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Jeez, go so slow. (laughs) Hi, everybody. (laughs) It's not so hard to listen to me and then do it. (laughs) Honest. Agent for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Stacey Wood. Hey, everyone. And back in our production facility, our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Again, thank you guys for joining us. Again, part three of a three-part series. This is actually going to be our question and answer uh, episode about the Disney Dream and about sort of Disney Cruise Line in general. These are questions that you guys sent in by Facebook, Twitter, or sending me directly an email. We're going to do our best to get through as many as possible. If we don't get to your question, we apologize up front, but we're going to hold on to them and possibly do them on a future show. So let's get right into it and let's start with our first question. Is there any savings to booking a Disney Cruise Line reservation with Dreams Unlimited Travel versus booking with DCL directly? Is there any hidden cost involved in booking with Dreams? Well, first of all, if it was hidden, I wouldn't tell you about it. It would remain hidden. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, I'll just start with there are no costs of using Dreams Unlimited Travel at all. We make our money from the commission that Disney or whatever uh, vacation provider we're using pays us. So there's no cost to our clients whatsoever. But I'm going to let someone else take on the, is there any savings to booking with us versus Disney Cruise Line directly? There is no upfront savings. It would be direct, the same as if you book directly with Disney Cruise Line, but we offer some great incentives. We have our shipboard credit, as well as if you're sailing out of Port Canaveral, we have the gift baskets. Actually, a little change to that. There we were. Yep. Every client now gets a gift basket no matter where they're departing from, because we mail them to their homes. Every Disney Cruise Line. Every Disney, Disney Cruise Line client. Get some, boy, even I'm getting it wrong. <laughs> gets our gift baskets. As long as you're in the U.S. or Canada, unfortunately we can't send it overseas. However, if you're sailing out of Port Canaveral um, and you are staying locally or you have a chance to stop by our Welcome Center, we can try to get you that gift bag. But again, any U.S. or Canadian citizen who is uh, – Selling on any Disney Cruise Line vacation gets our bag. And our shipboard credit is based on the amount of your cruise. So the higher dollar amount of your cruise, the more shipboard credit you'll get. And just in case those terms aren't clear to you of what a shipboard credit is, when you get on the ship, you're going to have money in your account for you to spend. And you can spend it on anything you like that would normally be charged to your uh, key to the world card on the cruise. Right. So it's like coming on with a negative balance. And there's no cash on a cruise. So everything is charged to your stateroom account. So this is just a credit on your account that you can use really. And people ask, what can I use it for? Really anything that's charged to your account. One thing we, we talked about this with the Walt Disney World package as well. Disney sets the prices on these cruises. So we, they don't allow us to discount the cruise. We are not allowed to say we're going to undercut their price or we can, you know, so shopping around to multiple agencies, uh, whether it's Disney World or Disney Cruise, the actual cost of the cruise is going to be the same. Disney Cruise Line is setting these prices. They should always be the same. If they're not, we're probably not looking at the same component. Um, but if we're comparing apples to apples, the prices should be the same. Our ship or credit is what we give as an incentive or as a thank you for 
for booking with us. Exactly. All right, let's move on to our next question. Is a three or four night cruise really worth it? It seems I would just get on the ship and then have to leave. A legitimate question because yeah, it three is. nights short. Mm-hmm. And I do. I kind of agree that it like on a three night especially. Um, but I also realize this is this is where the question gets hard. I realize a seven night cruise is impossible for everybody, and it might be because of time constraints. It might be because of budget and financial reasons. So there are reasons for that. So I think if I was choosing between a three and a four night, four night would be my choice, just to have that because I think I've said it before. Enjoying a day at sea with Disney is really seeing the best of what Disney has to Mm -hmm. offer. And a three-night doesn't give you that. Something to be said for that, though, is people have limited vacation time. And a three-night cruise is Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and you come home Monday morning. A four-night cruise is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and you come home Friday morning. That pretty much kills a week. Right. If you've got a week of vacation, you've pretty much done it in mm-hmm. with a four-night cruise. So a three-night cruise, you know... Fits better into probably a lot of people's schedule. Right. A long weekend. Right. And then I think if some people look at a four-night, they may say, well, I might as well do a seven because I'm burning up five right. vacation days anyway. Right. Might as well include and that And so weekend. some people will think they're going to take a three or four-night because they've never taken a cruise before, so they want to see if they like it. Um, I think a four-night is better for that because you get a little bit more time. Three-night seems very quick. Um, well, but it will give you that taste that taste for it. I enjoy three and four nights just because on a seven night, although I have had some great experiences, I just start I, – I feel like I'm in the same place for too long. So mm-hmm. I like the three and four nights because you get that taste. Right. Um, but it's not like – you know, I, I, sure. I I'm ready to move on yeah, after I a think couple I agree days. With that. I think everybody that gets off a three night thinks I should have booked longer. Yeah. Yeah. And when I compare the three and four night on the Disney Dream specifically, I was a little bit disappointed with the three night not having Pirate Night and Halloween on the same night, which is not going to happen on a non Halloween cruise. But um, how are you supposed to dress dress up as a pirate and in a Halloween costume on the same night? I just thought be that, a pirate. <laughs> well, that's no fun. <laughs> I like so on the four night it's. It's Halloween and Pirate Night are on different nights. So it was kind of like you were combining things, and I didn't like doing that. So You could dress up as a pirate night any, any night you want. <laughs> but it was you know, the whole theme, and everybody gets into two separate things on a four night rather than just everything in one night on the three night. So. Excellent. All right. Well, you could dress up as a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to our next question. I've only been on the Wonder and the Magic, the Disney Wonder and the Disney Magic. I love those ships. The Dream and the Fantasy seem too big for me. Do you think I would like sailing on the Dream or Fantasy, or will I feel overwhelmed? The bigger, the better. I actually don't, I don't see why you would feel different. I mean, it's a little bit further between things, but it's, the ships are not laid out all that different. It's a nice thing about when you when you cruise a certain cruise line, you sort of get used to their aesthetic. Right. Disney Cruise Line ships are kind of similar in how they're laid out. Of course, there's there's you know, differences on the bigger ship, line. and there's extra things, but they're kind of laid out at the same. I mean, Animator's Palette and Royal Palace are kind of in the same place they are on the Magic and the Wonder. So yeah, well, they're called maybe. different things, but yeah, the you know restaurant location stuff is similar. Um, the other thing is. It, there's more people, but there's more places for those people to be. So it is a larger ship. It's not just that they've put more beds in the same space. Right. So it is a larger ship. There's larger venues. There's 
more things to do. So I don't know that you would feel overwhelmed. I think it'll feel unfamiliar. And I think a lot of people say all the magic and wonder over and over again because they like that familiarity. Uh, So it will feel different. I don't know that it would be that overwhelming. And of course, some people may agree. I've been on all four. I got to tell you, I have a soft spot for the classic ships. I, you know, if I had to choose, I would say all the magic again. Can't wait to see what, you know, when they're all finished with the wonder in the fall and what what she's going to look like. So, you know, I think people for nostalgic reasons really like, you know, the classic ships, but overwhelm. Yes. It's, there's more people, but there's more places for those people to be. I had only been on the classic ships before this cruise. Mm -hmm. So it was my first time. And all I heard going on to it was, Oh, it's so much bigger. You're, you're going to get lost. You're not going to know what to do with yourself. Really. All it was, was the hallways were just longer and there was a little bit more people on the ship. But, uh, other than that, it's exactly what you said. Everything's generally in the same area, uh, with some small exceptions. And, uh, you know, going out of Disney Cruise Line and still comparing it to like the Oasis, it's still just tiny um, compared to that ship. So it's really not that overwhelming as long as you, you know, you have been as long as you're comfortable with the classic ships, you'll you'll know right away what you're doing. I think overwhelming also refers to the fact that maybe this person won't be able to pick what to do. Because there's so much to do, but I think that's kind of any cruise. Yeah, that's any mm-hmm. Disney You've cruise. Gotta, you, that's true in the Magic Kingdom, too, right. though. you got to make yeah. your priorities and decide what you want to do. You can't do everything. All right, let's uh, move on. I hear a lot about back-to-back three- and four-night cruises. Uh, this seems like heaven to me since you get to go to Castaway Key twice. Can you explain more about these cruises? No, we can't, apparently. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to finish reading. <laughs> oh, is there more? Um, oh, yeah, there is more to that. Can you explain more on these cruises? See, the problem is you're pausing in weird places. <sighs> Am I? Also, also, can I... I'm sorry. Also, can I stay on the ship between cruises, or do I have to get off? So let's talk about three and four night back-to-back. So these are becoming more popular, I think, for clients as seven-day cruises are filling up. So as seven-day cruises are, are booked or they're at a higher price point, in some cases, three and four night have been less expensive. The other thing that's happened, people will do it because they want the double stop at Castaway Key. They want to go there twice. The trade-off is you have to go to Nassau twice. But, you know, you can stay on the ship and, and do more right, fun exactly. things. So the, the logistics of it, which I think is what the question is asking more about the logistics, um, you do have to get off the ship in between. And some of the logistics start right from the time that we book your cruise. So the first thing is we really want to try to find you the same stateroom for both. It's not always possible. Uh, sometimes people will elect to move just because of availability on each. But usually we can find you the same stateroom for both. So that's the first thing. The second thing is we then note with Disney Cruise Line that you are doing a back-to-back cruise. And so when we do that, that then notifies the ship of who's going to be still staying on and then re- sailing again the next time. So once you're on the ship, they will, I believe they deliver instructions to the stateroom is how it works. Actually, I haven't actually done, but I believe that's what they do. And you will have to get off the ship, but your stuff can stay in your stateroom. You don't have to repack. I think that's a really good point. I don't want to fly past that. Yes. You don't have to pack everything up, lug it off the ship, bring it back on, put it back through through the porters and stuff. Your stuff gets to stay where you put it. That's a big thing for me. I can get off the ship for a couple of hours. And keep myself entertained if yes. my stuff doesn't have to be repacked. Yeah. And so you you get off, and I believe they'll let you. You're kind of getting off last, like you're leisurely 
getting off once everybody else has kind of done their thing. So you get off, you, you'll wait in the terminal, and then they'll you know, come and let you know when it's time for. And usually there's, it's not going to be just you. This is popular. There'll be a few people. And uh, they'll notify you when you can get back on board. And typically it's before they start general boarding for everybody else as well. So some people will use that opportunity and they'll get off and they'll rent a car and they'll go do something for the day and come back. Um, but for a lot of people, they'll just wait for that period of time in the terminal and then get back on. You are only about an hour from Walt Disney World. Right. So it is possible to rent Kennedy the, Space Center. Kennedy Space Center is right there. Yeah. But you can go and enjoy yourself. And, and you do recheck features. in. like So you do get a new Key to the World card. You are going to have a new stateroom account. So one cruise does get closed off. And then the other starts again. Now, so. the other thing to be said about this is a lot of people enjoy ports of call. And you joked about going to Nassau twice. The only ports a three or four night goes to are Castaway Key and Nassau. So there's no chance to go to St. Thomas or St. Martin right. or Cozumel. So doing this, you do give up those other ports right. on a seven, what, uh, what amounts to seven days of cruising. Right. So you'll be in Nassau twice. You'll be in Castaway twice. You'll and have you'll have a sea day. Same yeah. shows. Yeah, yes. so the shows are going to repeat. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so keep that in mind. It's going to be a little like Groundhog Day, I think. Right. You know, it is going to repeat. You have to do two mustard drills. All right, let's move on to our next question. Does Disney Cruise Line ever email exclusive bounce back offers or pin codes to recent visitors like Walt Disney World does? For those of you unfamiliar, there are promotions and things that happen if you're a Walt Disney World visitor to get you to come back and fill their hotel rooms. So they'll send you codes and things to get a discount. And I think this person wants to know if that's ever done for Disney Cruise Line. I personally don't even know it was ever done, that Disney Cruise Line has ever mailed out a PIN code. Have you ever recalled something like that? I don't know that it was. I seem to recall that there was something, but it was a few years ago. Like, I can't recall in in the recent past you know, that they've done anything like that. We might see uh, Florida resident rates or military yes. rates yeah. on a cruise ship. I think, be, I think you know, this person's saying, will I ever see in my email, hey, you've sailed on Disney Cruise Line before. Here's a discount I don't think for you. So. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe, um, maybe when there's two more ships and a lot more inventory to fill, we may see some of that come back. But That's projection. I'm we sure don't know that. Somebody right. will correct me if I'm, but I cannot recall in the recent past yeah. that there Good has enough. been anything there was for a that i do know there was something and i want to say it has to be four or five years ago now that i recall the last one and as i were i'm sure we're good there's another question about it the bounce back offer is really rebooking on board yeah all right you mm-hmm. want to rebook your next cruise uh, on your current cruise uh all right let's go on to the next question when booking a disney cruise line vacation is it recommended to stay the night before at a disney resort and get a transfer I guess as opposed to just showing up the day the cruise leaves. Talked about this on previous shows. We always recommend you come in a day early. You don't want to run the risk of your flight getting delayed, transportation being an issue, and you missing the cruise. However, you don't have to stay at a Disney resort if you don't want to. There's a hotel right in uh, Orlando International Airport. So if the way your flight schedule works out that you arrive later in the day, you might just want to stay at the airport hotel and get the transfers in the yeah. morning. We do that a lot. We stay there. You know, we're coming in late the night before of a cruise. If we're adding it to your Disney Cruise Line cruise, it's usually about 225 I think, for a night. Oh, okay. At the MCO Hyatt. But, I mean, there's other options, too. If you are coming in earlier in that day and you did want to go to Disney, 
you could spend a day. You could get Magical Express to your Disney Resort. Um, that's a free transfer. And then if you are adding Disney Cruise Line transfers, it's a paid service. But they will pick you up. Um, at your Disney resort and take you to the ship the next day. You could ease. I think you could easily, we just killed two days in Disney without park tickets. So I think you could kill a day in Disney without park tickets, or you may want to, you know, if the 225 at the Hyatt doesn't work or you have a larger family, there are other airport hotels in the area with free shuttles. You may want to take private transfers and go spend the night down near port. I was just going to say, there's also um, hotels near the, the port. Right. Yeah, and you would arrange a private transfer to do that. Disney Cruise Line wouldn't be able to help you with that because they only transfer on the day of the cruise. I was just going to ask that question. Yeah. I say, what happens if I'm staying at an off-site hotel? Can I come back to the Well, yeah, exactly. So that's what you would do. If you were staying you know, at the Holiday Inn or something around the airport or there's some large like residence inns where you may need more accommodations, a lot of those offer free shuttles to the airport. So you could go when you got in to that hotel, and then you could come back the next morning and meet the Disney Cruise Line transfers. The Disney Cruise Line transfers in the airport, you go to the boarding area, and they just board the buses first come, first serve. So you can board right there, and they'll take you as the buses fill. Check your name off a list. Yeah, you have transfers. Yeah, transfers currently. The current price on transfers is thirty five dollars per person per direction, so seventy dollars round trip, and that's whether you're coming from Disney World or the airport. But those are your only two points of transfer: Disney World or the airport to port and back to either one, uh, and only on sale days. And just just as far as recommendations, I really like the Disney Cruise Line transfers. They're nice buses. They get you there fast, and they're convenient. There's something to be said for starting your vacation on the bus. You know, they're themed. They're playing cartoons or whatever they're playing. I don't know. I've never been on one of their buses, to be honest with you. That was, I, I was no really idea. interested, though, in how you were going to pretend like you were. I, yeah, I would just be making that stuff up now. Do trivia and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 And it's about an hour ride. Maybe an hour and 15 minutes from Disney World, but it's about an hour. Yeah. Easy squeezy. All right. Our next question. The online booking. Wait. Did I do that? No, I have one more before that. I apologize. I know that Disney Cruise Line has their Castaway Club program for loyal cruisers. What are the benefit of e- what are the benefits of each level? I left an S off. All right. Let's do it. So I have that. Um, all three levels, there's silver, gold, and platinum, get a special gift in the room. And right now it's like a bag that says silver, gold, and it's, it's a really nice bag. I got to tell you, we got it on our cruise. We liked it a lot. Yeah. It was really nice. It's handy. Um, you also get a lanyard that says your, your status on there, so you can, and you can put your uh, key to the world card in there, and that may, that's convenient. Um, they have a special line for check-in for all three levels as well, so when you, it's a a special area from everyone else. Silver, by the way, is one to five sailings, and you get to start checking or start booking your onboard or your excru- shore excursions and onboard activities at ninety days. Um, gold and platinum, you both get ten, or they both get ten percent off um, at the stores and some and things like that. Um, you also typically get to book your uh, cruise one to two days early. Um, before the general public, the release for the general public. So what she's talking about is when there's the big releases of the next year's itineraries. Typically, not always, but typically gold and platinum will have a head start of everybody else, a day, maybe two, um, before they open to everybody else. 
Yes. And so there's a welcome reception on uh, four on four nights or more sailings for the gold and platinum too. Um, also, the platinum they have a, a, an even specialer check in, <laughs> even more special check in, <laughs> but not as special as the concierge. Not as special. <laughs> yes. And also, they get to board a little bit earlier, and um, before they. Uh, I can't remember who it was before, but anyway, they get a, they get to board before anyone else re- boards the platinum. No, so the, what? How it goes is concierge okay, would board first, right and then platinum, okay. and then they would start with boarding numbers after that. You also get a complimentary meal at Palo if you're platinum. Mm-hmm. And the, oh, and that one, uh, those were so there's eleven. Um, so with the how many with it's five to nine and then ten to yeah so if you're silver mm-hmm. that's after you've completed your first cruise everybody is silver and then after you completed your fifth cruise you're gold yes and after you've completed your tenth, tenth. cruise on your eleventh cruise you're platinum this is an important distinction because we have a lot of people saying well this is my tenth cruise right you have to actually be done with your tenth cruise and be off of it you don't yourself. become platinum until you start your eleventh exactly right. what right. level what level offers the bottles of wine that was platinum too. Okay. Yes, platinum gets the bottle of wine in the room. Isn't that though a gift you can select? It's not automatic. Yeah, it's not automatic. I don't think yeah. it's in there when you when oh, you okay. arrive. Right. You have to select. So it. you get an onboard gift, and there's usually a selection that you can choose from. They did as they called our stateroom, and they said, "We have your platinum gift ready for you. Would you like the bottle of wine? Would you like right. the chocolates or the cheese platter?" So they, when you're on board, you can make yes. that decision too. Don't decision freak out ahead of time. Right. You got to do it. And you also, um, with the other levels, you can book earlier. So with silver, you can book, you, you can complete your online check-in, book your excursions at 90 days, mm-hmm. and gold is? Gold, oh, I have it wrote down. Oh, 105, and platinum is 120. There you go, in advance. So if you're platinum, you're going to have a better chance at those cabanas we were right. talking about. Um, and you'll, you know, some of the harder to get reservations you'll have access to early. Craig, I'm going to skip the next one, and I'm going to go to the question after that, because I think that one relates to what we were just talking about. Okay. If I book through Dreams Unlimited Travel, will you do my online check-in, or can, should I do it myself? So you're talking about the point at which, you know, you're ready to check in for your cruise and put your credit card on file and give them personal information so that when you get on, you speed the process through the check-in really think you should do that yourself absolutely i really do this is when and you know what else this is also the part where you're starting to kind of get the lay of the land this is where you're starting to prepare and see how things go you're setting up your account um it it does ask a lot of personal questions about and you're answering questions here as well that are for customs and border control right so like they're asking you what are you doing Mm -hmm. before the cruise how are you arriving this isn't just general interest questions right these all have a purpose so you know, this is a you can make sure your passport information is up to date. This is a great opportunity for you to check and make sure all your names are spelled properly. And we always recommend that people get in there and have a look around before that date. Mm-hmm. But this is a really good opportunity to, you know, to just kind of it's it's a lot of personal information. And then you're choosing, you know, and you could say, could you go on a book Palo for me as an agent? But so if you're if this isn't available, but that is, you know, same thing with shore excursions with spa appointments. These tend to be things that you, you would want to take care of on your own. The other thing is, because then there's a back and forth. And while you have an option in front of you, I ask you, do you want it at your, your brunch at noontime? Or do you want your brunch at 10 a.m.? And I go back in after I had talked to you. And now that time is different. So now it becomes another discussion. So at least this way, you'll get to see and you can make a decision on the spot. 
Yeah. And Disney mm-hmm. Cruise Line's done a really good job. Uh, we've you know battered Disney for their um, computer systems for other reasons. I think Disney Cruise Line's done a really good job of improving this process. Quite uh, of a bit. all of the process you have to go through when you deal with the Disney website, this one's one of the best. Right. Exactly. All right. Um, moving on to the next question. What's the one must-do thing I should schedule into my Disney Cruise Line vacation? What do you guys think? We were talking about this, and we were saying it really, like, I think all three of us had different answers for this one. For me, my children are older, so signing them up for those kids' clubs really isn't important to me. Now, they might have a different answer, because I'm sure that they would want to spend the bulk of their day in with kids their age. But if I'm going on a cruise with my family and I'm spending all of this money, I want to spend time with them. You know, I want to see them on the aqueduct. I want to spend lunch with them. I want to make sure that everybody's together at dinner. So for me, it would be keeping us together as much as possible. What about a shore excursion? Do you think you would do a shore excursion? Is that one of those things you can wing when you get on the ship? I would probably wing it, but I would want to get a feel for what everybody wanted to do. Mm. And again, I would like to do it. As a family rather than individually. So if you decide before the cruise, for example, you know what? I know you're all going to want to go your own way. You're going to save that battle on board. So you're going to say, okay, everybody can go their own way during these times. Right. But I would like us to have dinner together every night. That's right. non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Or we're all going to do this on this date. Non-negotiable. Now here's sure. your go figure out how you're going to do your free mm-hmm. time. So that's that's how you would do it? Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't realize you were asking me. But that, that is what I would do. I, I was telling you, too. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you're going to do it from now on. That'll be it. No, I think, yeah. But I would, I would want them to kind of venture off on their own and to see what's out there because I have no interest in the kids' clubs and checking that out. So definitely, you know, explore to begin with and, you know, kind of go from there. And I think what's great about a, a cruise is that you don't have to schedule as much as you do Disney World. There's not as much planning and that's the relaxation part of it. But something that I must do in advance is typically schedule the nursery. I have a child mm-hmm. under 3 and we uh liked we on when he was really little and was a baby, we scheduled um it during our castaway day cuz I didn't want to take him out there. Mm-hmm. So, um I just and then once you get on there, you can change and add and do whatever you need to do. You're not obligated to those hours. But that's something that could lose availability, so I definitely like to book that ahead of time. I read this more along the lines of not like what do you have to schedule, but like what's the thing you want to do yourself? I'll answer. Okay. I would book a, a cabana at Castaway Key and a Palo Brent. You are spoiled by that cabana, are you? I am. You? I am spoiled. A beach with a sofa. I do. And a be- fan. I do believe that you know when we were on going on this cruise for the fam, that was the one question I got. We're going to get a cabana, right? Well, I had never done it before, and then we did it on podcast cruise. We were on the podcast cruise, and one of our friends did it and invited us to join them. I had never been in a cabana, and to be perfectly honest with you, John is one of those people who burns under fluorescent lights, so we don't spend a lot of time on the beach. He starts to sizzle. <laughs> And so we would go walk around Castaway Key and come back on the ship because it was just there was nothing. This changed the way we do it. And now uh, that's something I really look forward to. So when we said we were going on this three-day cruise, I was like, you're getting a cabana, right? And I don't want to make it sound like you say I'm spoiled. This is the second time I've done it in my entire life. So, But it's really, I thought it was wonderful. 
I'm going to throw it back to Craig, actually. Mm-hmm. Craig, what about you? What is the one thing you're going to get on a regular a Disney cruise line? I want to do this on this cruise. I, I, can, do, I can do two things. Um, right. Well, and it kind of changes with that. So first, if I'm with my wife uh, after a podcast cruise 5.0, uh, the, the one things that we said that if we ever went on again, we both enjoyed uh, getting dressed up and going to the show and dinner every night. It was, you know, that's something I will not do with her. Whenever I was with Corey during FAM, I did not get dressed up and go to the show and stuff. But with Kylie. You know, Corey complained. Yeah, I know. But, but with Kylie, it was just different. We, we kind of bought into it. So that's something that I would go out of the way to do. And then on Castaway Key Day, snorkeling. And uh, doing that, it was uh, that was perfect. But um, if I wasn't in that and I you cruised a lot, uh, I would say the one thing I would schedule is nothing. Just let let it all happen yeah. as it does, and mm-hmm. downtime. go for it. Yeah, yeah. My must do is downtime because I think I see it all the time. I see a lot of families just get wrapped up in the overschedule, and that sometimes I think the curse of the boards a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Because you read about you have to do this and you must right. do that, and if you don't, not only mm-hmm. will your cruise be ruined, your entire life is at risk. Like you know, it's <laughs> just right. Like it's just so. It be, and you you read this small sample of opinions and you start to think that this is the norm. So don't forget to relax, to have fun, to go with it a little. Don't forget to just leave time open. Right. Um, but if you are really, okay, what do I have to book? What, what are the, what are the hot items that I could have an issue with? Cabana's probably number one. Um, if you're not concierge or platinum, on gold day, there's a good chance it's not going to be available, but keep checking. Uh, if it's not available on you, when your date opens, then keep checking. As I said, as, as it gets closer, people change their mind, people cancel. Once you're on board, when you get on board, go and you know go and check if there's not if they're available. If they're not, maybe ask if there's a wait list. There's things that you can do. I would say Cabana's probably high up there. Uh, on a previous show, Pete had mentioned the massages on Castaway Key. Those are limited as well, and they can tend to go quickly um what else palo remy those if you have um and we've i've done palo every cruise and often more than once especially when i'm with you guys and i we've never booked it in advance we've always right. just booked it on board and it's worked out but you're also willing to say you don't care what night exactly you go. and that's exactly. what i was going to say not time. only not what night i go but i'm also okay if i don't get it Right. Yes. If yeah. it didn't happen for me, I would be okay with that. Done it before. That's right. So if it's important to you, if there's a special, if you're having an anniversary or if it's a special occasion or you really want to make sure you carve that time out for your significant other, then maybe you want to book that ahead. Mm-hmm. But there are people who don't want their reservation on pirate night. You know, there are certain reasons to have it on a certain time. So right. If so, you're that specific, yes. then you have to do it. And so I think those are important. If there's, if, and I say anything that's really important to you. Mm-hmm. If you've read the, you know, you've looked at the shore excursions and you know that your family or you and your husband or spouse are going to want to do a certain thing, then book that. Yeah. You know, I would you're also not, say- and you're not signing anything in blood. You can change your mind. Yeah, that's true, too. I would also let you know that I have been on the ship a couple of times, and one of the things that's very popular in this spot is called the Rainforest Room. Right. And the Rainforest Room is different types of saunas and showers and heated lounge chairs. It's a very popular place. The Rainforest Room can 
reach capacity where they're not going to allow anyone else in for fear that it would change the guest experience for people who had already booked. If this is a priority for you, now you can buy it on a day Mm -hmm. or you can buy it by uh, the length of your cruise. If this is something that you think you would really like, I would do this early in your cruise. When you get on, if you have a specific day you want to go, go and buy your pass for that day. Book your pass for that day. If you want the length of stay, then I would book that also if you think you're going to use it more than once. Because there are times when you can be shut out and they'll say to you, there's nothing left available for the rest of today. So it does, it does reach yeah. capacity. And the length of stay is only available on board. You can't buy that in advance. You can't do that through, right. your, through your online check-in. Uh, but you can, and people will and should do it that first day. Mm-hmm. If this is something you want, do it on embarkation day. Uh, you can buy day passes through the gift and amenities form that's in your online check-in, um, and those are just single day passes. So you can do that, but if you want this length of stay, you have you know specific requirements. And it's the same thing with the spa. If there's something that you know you absolutely want to do, then book it in advance. A lot right. of, anything that you're booking, you'll it, you'll be told what the cancellation policy is. You know excursions you typically you're going to cancel prior to sale date and things like that but if you're doing it at 90 or 105 days out you've got some time to think about it so if you think you want it and it's there and you book it you can you can still change it i just want to say that the length of stay pass is less expensive than buying day passes oh absolutely Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, for sure and we also sorry that's right good but we're kind of also forgetting for kids um bibbidi boppity boutique right. also yep. requires Absolutely. reservations and the character meet and greets now yes they, they've done a lot of that so you know you can there are some that you can book in advance right um character breakfast on the longer cruises yes. you can mm-hmm. book in advance so those are things that you're going to want to do as well if right. those are things that are important to you and those usually are for families yeah. with kids and I would say, don't let anybody else tell you what should be important to you. Right. right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If it's important to you, I say book it in advance. If you are deciding it's important to you because you've read four other people who was very important to them, don't don't succumb to peer pressure. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you decide what's important for you and your family. There's something luxurious about having a block of time with nothing to do but read or watch the ocean go by. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to our final question. This will be the last one we will answer uh, on this show, um, and I've left a doozy for the last. <laughs> I'm so confused by this onboard booking and dummy reservation thing I read about. Can you explain it? Can I book a dummy date on board and use Dreams Unlimited Travel for their shipboard credit? I'm going to go and leave the room. You guys have it. Have at it. Now, it's a legitimate question. You know, what's happened is, um, you know, Disney has created some, I don't know if it's their terminology or the, the terminology that's sort of grown around this that's come to this sort of lore about booking a future cruise and what your limitations are. So let's talk a little bit about what that means to book on board first. Okay. So I've had some water. <laughs> so the dummy reservation, that, that name, that title, has come from the old way of doing things. So what used to happen was with Disney Cruise Line, you could book on board, you got a discount for a future cruise, you would get an onboard credit, and if you didn't know when you wanted to book, people would – just create a fake date. Just okay, well, I'm going to book. And it got to the point where Disney actually would tell you, okay, this is the dummy date we're using. And so you would book this fake date. So there'd be this actual cruise 
that would have so many people booked on it. And then it would be a problem for people who actually wanted to book that. Like, it was a very convoluted system. So Disney backed away from that, and they created what's called placeholders. So when you're on board, you have two options if you want to rebook. First option, I know when I want to sail next. This is the cruise I want. This is the category I want. And you book that. Um, if you book that, you will get, uh, depending on the length of the cruise, you may have a half-price deposit. It doesn't have to be a longer cruise for that. Um, you will get a 10% discount provided that the cruise that you're booking is not part of the blackout dates. Right. So again, this is getting convoluted. Um, so as long as it's not part of the blackout dates, you will get a 10% discount, and there will be an onboard credit for that cruise that you're going to take. So if it's, um, I believe, under seven days, it's $100. Seven days or more, it's $200 is that onboard credit. So that's you know your date, you're booking an actual cruise. Option two is, I think I'm going to take another cruise but I don't know when that's going to be yet. Or maybe you want to take another cruise for a year that the sale dates haven't been released. This is when you book a placeholder cruise. So the placeholder cruise, you're going to put $250 down for the reservation. This is not per person. It's $250 for the reservation. The reservation is in very specific names. So it is your reservation. It's not transferable to another family if you decide not to do it. And you have up to two years from the time that that reservation is booked to, re- to travel on an actual sale date. And then get, you know, the half-price deposit if it applies, the 10% discount, the onboard credit. Okay, so there's two ways to book on board. Now, even if you book an actual sale date, you could change your mind later. So you booked for June of 17 and then decide you're not going to go in June. You have to wait till August. That's okay, but you have to still be within two years of the original booking date. And it's right to the date, and there's no flexibility. Right. There's a new rule that Disney has Mm -hmm. implemented in the last year, two years. Um, This is to prevent people from constantly moving their vacation forward, constantly moving these reservations up and up and up, and then eventually, you know, it's years and years later that they may or may not even pick an actual sale date. So they placed a cap on it. Two years. That's it, as far as you can move it out from the first booking date. Right. So, I mean, these are a good deal. It's a 10% discount, and a 10% discount on a Disney cruise can be a significant amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like I said, they're not transferable. The you know the, On the placeholder, the $250 does get applied towards the deposit of the next cruise. Um, but uh, And then as far as booking with Dreams, if you sailed on a cruise that was booked by Dreams... You can then rebook on board, whether it's a placeholder or an actual sale date, and you can list Dreams as your travel agency on the next one. And they should ask you if they don't remind them that I want this booked under my agency, this is my agent, and they'll take care of that. If you're on a cruise that you didn't sail with Dreams, they will not allow you to book it under the agency. So if you booked it yourself and now you want it book with dreams you would have to book it again directly with disney cruise line but then when you got home you could contact us and within 30 days of you booking it you can transfer that to dreams unlimited travel uh, as far as shipboard credit we do still offer a shipboard credit on onboard bookings but it's a reduced amount it's it's less than if you had a booked a new reservation with us directly and this is just a direct result of the way disney changed the commission structure for onboard bookings did I keep it clear enough? It's a lot of talking. Good <laughs> job. And it's so it's yes. such a confusing thing. So, let us help you. Whatever you do, let us help you. Yes. We'll, work, we'll walk you through it. Um, yeah, I guess one of the one of the recent things that I think is the most confusing to people is that if you have not booked with Dreams Unlimited Travel in the past, even if you go and tell them I want to book with Dreams Unlimited Travel, they're going to tell you 
we you can't do that at this point. You quote have to stay with who you booked with the last time. And while you may say, I never booked with anybody, in Disney's mind, you booked with Disney Cruise Line directly and not through a travel agency. So this is where it gets a little bit confusing for a lot of people. I don't understand why I can't just say, I want Tracy to be my agent going forward. Come back, contact us, and let us know, and we'll walk you through that process. Relatively easy process. Fill out a form, and we get it done for you. Anything else we want to add about onboard bookings and chipboard credits and all that sort of good stuff? Excellent. All right, so that'll do it for our question and answer show on our three-night Disney Dream sailing. Thank you guys very much for participating and for being here, and thank you everybody at home for listening and watching. We really appreciate it, and we hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.